Hello, and welcome to a very star-filled, spectacular episode of the Super Review Show's Mixed Bag coming to you live, once again, from the J-Cape. I am joined by not just Bill tonight, but Bill's here, too. How's it going, Bill? I am doing just fantastic. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, Bill, we're doing so well, and we have a very honored special guest tonight, all the I way just from... say... Yes, Bill. Before we begin... Okay. Mark this day down in your history books. Yes, mark it down, everyone. Mark it down. April 26th in this year of our Lord, 2023. We have, for the first time on this show, actually for the first time ever on this channel, we are having our first ever live musical guest tonight. Yes, and that musical guest is none other than backtrack vocals from new york city you know them you love them their channel is incredible how are you all doing tonight what's up guys hey well we are excited to be a part of history guys thank you for we're, having us <laughs> well we're excited to have you here we feel honored truly 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 honored without any doubt honored thank um, you so much for coming guys thanks for yeah. having us so we have a so this is how it's going to go tonight. We have a couple of questions, a bunch of questions lined up for backtrack vocals, and they're going to perform a song for, a, or maybe two songs. I forget what they said. Maybe maybe a couple of songs tonight for the, us tonight, right here, right now. So for those who are listening to us, sit back, relax, and enjoy this incredible episode of Mixed Bag as we dive into some questions that Bill and I have come up with for backtrack vocals. Here we go. First things first, backtrack. How did Backtrack get together and form? That's a wonderful question. So Backtrack was actually formed in 2013 by a bunch of graduates from Northwestern University. They moved to New York City and just wanted to keep singing, so they created a YouTube channel where they would release music videos. Um, so I'm actually the most senior member now, so I joined in 2015 when the group wanted to perform live just for fun in and around New York City. Um, and then as the goals of the group shifted, um, people came and went, and now it's our full-time career. So we, uh, the five of us are all committed to taking this all the way. Mike joined in 2017. That was an exciting time when we uh, officially made this our careers, and I quit my day job to pursue this full-time. Um, so yeah, original start was YouTube, but um, now we perform live all over the world. Wow, that's incredible. Bill, th th that's incredible, man. That is incredible. That just from... So, uh, exactly. Melissa, were you part of that original group or no? I was not, no. Um, yeah, I joined two years after they started. So 2015-ish. 2015, yeah. Yep. Um, so how did you guys find this group and come all together? Yeah, I mean, we, we like to joke and say that the group found us <laughs> because with the exception of the two guys on the end here, Craig and Xander are our beatboxer and our um, bass. They are our rhythm section. So they are the only two members that knew each other beforehand from a previous connection. And we like to say that the group found, or the group found us rather, because we all sort of auditioned for it and it, it happened at a good time in our lives and it really just sort of felt like serendipity that we were all made to be here. I wonder if the original members are watching you guys go, damn it, we, we really missed out on a lucrative opportunity. Listen, there's no bad blood. We love them all. A lot of them are super close friends. You know, sometimes just life changes, and when the goal of the group changed, they weren't coming along for the ride, and that's fine. We love them still. Yeah. Hey, things happen. Um, so, awesome. um, so, next, so, um, did you guys have any, like, uh, previous, like, acapella experience, like, collegiate-wise, or...? Yeah, so actually Mel and I, our groups competed against each other in college. Um, I was in, I went to the University of Delaware and I was in Vocal Point and Mel was in the Octopodes at Johns Hopkins. So we competed against each other. Um, and that, yeah, that was my experience. And then Xander and I actually met in a college group in uh, UMass Amherst. Uh, we were in the Hexachords and we actually, you know, we, we competed as well in the same competition, but didn't quite make it to the same places then we were in different regions and through the hexachords originally craig kind of tricked me into joining that acapella group and it was <laughs> a great time so when he asked me to join this group i knew that that was probably the right choice so the and best thing somebody has well, yeah. 
I'm sorry. What was that, Mike? I'm sorry. No, all good. I was just saying, I, I, we all did it in college, actually. So and we're doing it now. <laughs> so what is what do you think is the difference between like collegiate acapella and professional acapella? Uh, one of the big differences, I think, is um, like expectation. Uh, a lot of college acapella groups tend to learn their music inside the rehearsal. A lot of pro professional groups will learn their music outside of rehearsal and just put it together in rehearsal. Um, I, I think there also tends to be a smoother run machine in professional groups. Just everybody is treats themselves as a professional and they are expected, uh, they expect everyone else to do the same, whereas in college groups it can kind of change depending on who is in the group. Yeah, we don't put on the jackets and the ties that you see some of those <laughs> college groups wear. We like to think that we're like a little less hokey than some typical college acapella. A lot of it is really cool and we look up to them as well. <laughs> I think one other pretty large difference is the size of the group. Usually the professional groups are smaller, four to maybe six people. And then in college groups, they go up to 18, 20, and it's more of a uh, activity for like camaraderie than it is for making money. <laughs> mm. yeah. Bill, do you want me to go next? Yes, please. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, so Bill did tell me that you guys, you guys tour every, uh, all around the world. Um, how often do you tour so that our listeners know and could possibly see you and wherever they are? That's a good question. So we actually, <laughs> I thought I'm going to start every answer. That's a great question. Um, we actually just got back from six weeks on the road. We were in the Midwest and we did oh, that wow. again in the fall. So those were the two longest tours that we had on the books. We're headed to Kazakhstan in June. So that'll be a two week thing. Um, and then yeah, we're working on our schedule for next fall, winter, spring. So if people want to check out our website, that's where we will post all of our tour dates, backtrackvocals.com. We travel all around the country, so we'd love to see any and all of you at our next shows. Yes, please do if you, if you can. They, if you've seen them on YouTube, they are pre I, I cannot say this personally, but I'm sure they are incredible live. I re I, we recommend them personally here from the Superview Show. We really do. <laughs> You're about to I, I could... live. Yes. So, um, what is your favorite place you guys have gone touring? I think, I think collectively we can all probably say that Vietnam this past summer was our favorite. Uh -huh. um, it was just it's such, a such a beautiful country and the people were so welcoming to us and we felt like rock stars. So, it was, it was an amazing time. That's awesome. So, it's not just, I guess you could say the power of the power of um, the internet and YouTube has not just exposed it has exposed you to other markets outside of the U S I guess you could say, right? Yeah, definitely. Wow. That's awesome. So, so um, did you guys have to learn to sing in Vietnamese? We did. Yeah. Really? We sang with, we sang with um, a college there, some um, of the singers, the Vietnamese singers, and we sang a Vietnamese song with them and it was really fun. <laughs> was that hard to learn or? The language is tricky, for sure, um, and it's a tonal language too. So the inflection matters, and so that was tricky sometimes. In in even in like coffee shops or um, restaurants, we we sometimes didn't get it right, but um, we tried. And I think I think by the end, like especially the Vietnamese song, we did well with that. So awesome! Yeah. So uh, you just said you guys are going to uh, Kazakhstan this summer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you guys have to learn to sing in Kazakh now, or yes. is it gonna, oh boy. <laughs> yes, we do. And so I'm actually working on the arrangement for that right now. We're doing a song called Kuzimnan Karasu. Can um, we translate that I'm please? Starting, that is probably okay. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very much starting with that, but we, uh, we're having help with the translation and with the, um, with the diction of the song. So we'll be well prepared for this one. Is there going to be a video of you guys singing in Kazakh? Because I would die to see that. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> for sure. We plan to give as much to the people on YouTube that we can about our trip. We're going to do some great documentation while we're there. Awesome. That sounds super exciting. Yeah, a little just. Can, can, can I come with you? I'd love to see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> You'd love to see it. you love Call to the see U.S. It. Embassy. <laughs> yeah, they're perfect. Mm -hmm. Random host of Superview Show enters Kazakhstan. That's a New York Times headline right there. Yeah, that is a New York um, Times headline right there. Perfect. Um, so what this country you and I will probably be banned from after that? One day, one day, Bill, one day. 
Uh, so that's the question. That, one of the questions that one of the questions that Bill and I did come up with was, um, has backtrack vocals ever been asked to open for a larger act, like maybe like Pentatonix? We were just wondering about that. Yeah, I mean, that is 1000% on our horizon. I mean, if you guys can make any calls, let us know. We've definitely done big events where we've had big celebrities in the room, right? But we haven't particularly been like their opener. We like to say that we have opened for Sheryl Crow. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. So that was a, a time um, we were performing at One World Trade and she was there. Michelle Obama was giving a speech and we actually opened the night. So we like to say that we opened for Sheryl Crow. But one other very exciting thing that we got to do during the Broadway run of Kinky Boots when Kirsty from Pentatonix was playing the lead female role, we actually had the opportunity to sing two of their songs from the musical on the Broadway stage. So that was a very exciting experience. That must have been other amazing. than that, sorry, say again? That must have been amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And then other than that, we have had a few TV appearances as well. So we've been on HBO's Pause with Sam J. She's a comedian, very hilarious. Suggest that you check her out. Um, we've also worked with Jim O'Hare. He's the guy who plays Jerry, Gary, Larry from Parks and Recreation. <laughs> and um, yeah, we were on Steve Harvey's daytime talk show when he was on the air during the daytime. Yeah, I, um, I, yeah, I, I think I remember watching that. You guys were doing like a ripoff or something with, uh, wasn't Naked Vocals, I want to say? Yeah, so that was really special. They, that was for a premiere of Pitch Perfect 3. They flew us out to LA and had us perform on Steve's show, and then we got to watch the uh, red carpet premiere of the movie. It was very exciting. Did you get to meet Anna Kendrick? She was there. She was there. We certainly saw her from afar. <laughs> Bill has the biggest crush on Anna Kendrick, so if you... No, I'm just kidding, but it's all right. No, no, no. Um, Bill, it's okay. No, that We're is true, friends. but... We're amongst if we friends, her, it's okay. Yeah. We'll, let, we'll let her know. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, um, dumb question here. Um, how is Steve Harvey? See, because he seems like a pretty cool guy. He is a chill guy. He's a really cool guy. The mustache is just as glorious as you would imagine. There's like a full team for the mustache. We went through hair and makeup and we like saw his mustache team. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's a, really, he's a really nice guy, very down to earth. And he said that we had soul. So we liked that. <laughs> yeah, I remember you, one of the categories was uh, Steve's playlist. And he's like, hey, there's some good stuff on there. Yeah, he was like, don't mess that up. And I think we did all right. So You, you did Steve Harvey's playlist justice. <laughs> awesome. So uh, I have another question, actually, if that's okay. Uh, is there, So I mean, I, I mentioned Pentatonix just because they're the, I guess the closest thing I could think of to you guys. Uh, is there an artist that you want to do like a duet or like a collaboration with at all? Or just out of curiosity? There's so many. <laughs> we, hey, we got time. We, we all have different people that we want to um, perform with, I think. My, my personal person that would be like, oh, gosh, would be Sarah Bareilles. Um, and she comes that. from the acapella world. So yeah, and she that was just on the sing-off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I would love that. Um, and everyone else, what do you think? We also have some, some friends that are um, musicians around the same like, range of following that we have, and we're, we're looking to collaborate with them pretty soon. We're always open to collaborations. If anybody's out there watching, <laughs> yeah. If anyone's out there listening as well, because we do we do upload this interview to uh, and all of our shows to podcast form as well. So if anyone wants to hear uh, this, right. Spotify podcast. Yes. Yeah, so if anyone can hear this, they contact so backtrack vocals. To collab with. <laughs> well, it's like, go ahead, Bill. What are you guys saying? No, no, go on. Go on. All right. Okay. Um, so. Did you ever imagine doing this when you like grew up, like d learning, vo learning vocal, like singing and in different types of like vocal, like, I guess, because I'm not, I'm not musically inclined in that aspect, but like when, when you were growing up, did you ever think that you could like you in your wildest dreams, like I could do this for a living. I could tour. I could, did you ever think that? I think some of us did. I know I personally did not. I never thought I would be a professional performer when I joined the group was still just a fun hobby. Um, so I took dance classes. I was in the choir growing up, but I never imagined that I could do this professionally. And I'm so happy that I do because it's a dream come true that I never dreamed of. <laughs> I certainly never thought that I would be beatboxing for a living. I, would, I had hopes, hopes of singing, but never thought that like, oh yeah, I can make money beatboxing. Yeah, I think in kind of a similar thing, um, my kind of direction was 
classical music and opera. And I just oh, cool. recently made the switch over to pop music, which is pretty fun, pretty incredible experience so far. Hey, Alexander, uh, mind if I ask you a very quick question? I'm sorry. Absolutely. I'll make this quick. Um, classical music, who's your favorite composer? Oh, it's such a good question. Um, <laughs> off the top of my head, let's go with either Mahler or John Williams. Oh, very interesting choices. John Williams, you're out there. We love you. He's 90 something years old. He's still kicking. 93, yeah. I think. Yeah, and his yeah, and his scores are because we actually did a, a thing on top favorite film composers, and we were just sitting here simping over John Williams for like five minutes. So, yeah. So actually, um, I had been singing for the Boston Symphony and the Boston Pops for the past ten years, and um, John Williams conducted the Pops for many years. So I have gotten to work with him, and it was an incredible. That must experience. have been incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Iconic, right there. Iconic, without a doubt. Um, so, little, a little bit of a philosophical question. Why do you think acapella music is, I guess, so much more popular now in the 2010s or 2020s now even um, compared to, let's say, like the 80s, the 90s, and just and if, in that aspect? If I can add on to that, JT, because, yes, um, because, you know, it feels like acapella music is always, you know, barbershop quartets, the your words, not mine, the dweebs in college campuses with the ties, your words, not mine. But, you know, I think, you know, recently with Pentatonix and the Pitch Perfect movies, do you think that's a big reason of why it's gotten so popular or there's any other? Or do you think Absolutely. there's any other? Yes, with, with, you know, uh, the rise of the Internet and social media, there's definitely a lot more just spreading of it. And so, therefore, everybody's being more creative so that they can kind of one up the next group of people. And then also definitely the Pitch Perfect movies, as well as, you know, Pentatonix doing re really well. And they started from television as well. So television and movies have been a huge part of the growth of acapella. Yeah, and something that we love about the art form, the instrument in order to do acapella is always with you, right? It's, it's the human voice. So with the adoption of so much more internet technology, people can get together and put something on the internet just because they decided to sing in a stairwell and it can go super viral and suddenly they've got like a name for themselves and they've got a group going. So I really, I, I would credit the internet on, honestly with acapella having like its moment right now. Yeah, it's credited for a lot of things. Like for instance, two random guys sitting here talking about <laughs> anything. That, hey, a that is our ago, show. <laughs> we couldn't have done this even without the technology that bloomed from the pandemic. So yeah, so oh, something true. good came out of this. Exactly. Hey, hey, our show started in October of 2020. This is our show, Mixed Bag. We choose a different topic every week, and and this just happened to be our week's topic. We wanted to interview guys, and you guys came on. So that's every week's a different show, a different show, a different show for us. So, um, so next question. Very standard question here. Who's you guys' biggest musical influences? We don't judge here. We promise. We're maybe going to need a minute. Um, uh, take off, take off the your time. Head, off the top of my head, a uh, couple of beatboxers that are, have really influenced me. A beatboxer named Reaps One was one of my first um, like inspirations. He has just crazy good crowd control. I very much recommend looking him up. Uh, Gene Shinazaki, who's now a friend of mine, which I also think is wild. Um, and then as far as singers, you know, uh, Brendan Yuri from Panic at the Disco, Jeremy Woo! Jordan. Yeah, I think for me, definitely Sarah Bareilles. I also, you know, grew up as a 90s kid, so all those, you know, Spice Girls, Britney Spears, like that definitely inspired me when I was younger. Um, now I'm also like in the musical theater, Broadway kind of circuit as well. And um, a lot of those singers have really um, inspired me. K Casey Levy and, you know, Renee Rapp. Um, I, I love, love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, Chrissy and I have similar backgrounds in that way. I think a lot of my influence is musical theater based, but also I feel like I was raised by the pop princesses as well. Like, Definitely Mariah Carey, Beyonce, like it was all on repeat, like just training my ears from a young age. Yeah, we're all basically the same age. So I grew up with Britney and the Spice Girls that definitely impacted um, my, my taste of music. And then now, yeah, I just love any powerful female vocalist like Ariana, Pink, Kelly. I mean, yeah, all those ladies I look up to. 
Yeah, and to be a little bit different from everybody else, uh, being the bass, I don't sing too many words. So I take a lot of influence from a lot of like pop funk music. Anything that has funky, groovy bass lines is something that I often listen to uh, to kind of inform how I sing in this group. Just so there's some examples. Yeah, Later. I would say. Cool. Uh, Bill, if you don't mind. Um, speaking yeah. of funk, um, one of my favorite bass players is, is Flea. From the Bad Hatch Sleep Peppers. I don't know if you, yeah. He's, yeah, he's incredible. I mean, I was, I, I privileged enough to see them live and he was like doing handstands, but his bass playing is really unique. Um, as a, just as a follow up to what you were just saying, um, has, has, have there been any like musical instruments like from other musicians that have influenced you or any one of you guys that, that have made you think, oh, I can, I, they, they might be able to play that, but I can, like, I can sing it or be a part of an acapella group in that aspect. Does that make sense? Totally. Um, so as a beatboxer, one of my influence, one of my big influences was electronic music. Mm. So people like Bass Nectar, uh, Grammatic, Grizz, people like that, um, Porter Robinson, you know, mm -hmm. gave some really interesting sounds that were fun to try mm -hmm. to imitate. And then um, as well as, you know, kind of funk groovy stuff for like arranging. So Snarky Puppy, um, dirty loops. Dirty loops. Yeah, definitely. Um, and this this was a question I just like randomly thought of here, not on the docket, JT. Um, but have you guys like ever heard a? Because I have a habit of listening to this, of doing this. I'm like list when I like listen to random songs. Oh, I want to have this song would sound like that. Do you like ever like listen to like the most like random song? Like, hmm, how would that song sound acapella? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of sort of what we get requests to do, right? So more often than not, we are picking our own repertoire. But when we have a client that wants something very specific, or even something like us going to Kazakhstan, we're having to prepare a song in Kazakh, not something we typically would have done. But it's our job to sort of imitate and make a product. So we, we do our best to do that. Awesome. So um, something I want to touch on here, and I really, and I really, um, I really admire you guys for this one. Um, you guys have, um, we've, um, I've seen on your website, folks, those who are watching or listening, go check out their, go check out their um, website, www.backtrackvocals.com. Did I get that right? Yes. Correct. <laughs> one time I was on another podcast and I kept promoting the website with .com and my co-host saying .org. I'm like, okay, .org. Um, <laughs> so .com, um, you guys do a lot of, stuff in like music programs or, or with schools and you guys like do camps and stuff. Let's uh, talk about that a little bit. Um, how much, how did you guys get involved in um, that and what made you guys want to do it? Yeah. I mean, we all got our start in the classroom. So I think we, we have like a love for nurturing that and we all relate to students who are in that position because that was us a couple years ago and I'll only say a couple, but um. <laughs> Yeah, you know, going into schools and working with choirs is a lot of what we do. At this point in our careers, we've performed and conducted workshops at over 250 schools, not just here in the U.S., but actually internationally. So that's something that we're very proud of. And yeah, I mean, when we're there, it's always just like, it, it's very inspiring to see these young artists and these young students. They, they really teach us some things as well. And we are running a camp. <laughs> so this summer, we are doing the first year of an acapella boot camp. It's at Gateway to the Arts in Denville, New Jersey. And Chrissy can tell you more about it. Yeah, so Gateway to the Arts is an incredible performing arts studio in New Jersey. They do singing, and dancing, and acting. And it's actually where I taught. Um, I teach there uh, for the past eight years. Um, and I went there as a student as well. So we're, we're teaming up with them and we're doing a week-long camp um, at that studio. And um, it's high school age, and so you can come and learn how to beatbox, how to arrange, choreograph. Um, you're, gonna be, you're gonna get the chance to, be, um, to create and direct your very own fully produced music video that will be featured on our channel. And then on that Saturday um, to finish off the week, we are going to be performing in New York City with all of the campers. So it's, it's going to be a really awesome week. We're so excited and um, we, love, we love running camps. We love working with kids. So we can't wait. So register. It's 
www.backtrackvocals.com slash camp. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. And, um, you know, building on that, I want to just, um, you guys just recently worked with a group that was in a high school in uh, Marlboro, Massachusetts. Am I uh, correct? Yes. Yes. So um, what is that like process working, like working with the kids? I like the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> yeah, totally. We, we spend a lot of time um, just imparting the things that we do as a group, um, all the things that we know about acapella, we give to them uh, because the only way that acapella can continue to grow is if everybody is helping each other. So we give them tips on the beatboxing, on the tempo, on how to tune, on how to perform well, and then try to put it all together. So, awesome. like, have you ever worked with, with like any of the kids who'd be like, I've never done this before? Um, and how does and how does that like take walk walking them through something like this? Yeah, I mean sometimes schools will hire us not just for the choir program, but to actually work with an entire grade level or with you know multiple students whose passion is maybe not singing. But it is our job to go in there and sort of introduce them to something fun. So a lot of what we do in these clinics and these one on one sessions is sort of formatted in the way of a game. So whether they know it or not, they're going to play this game with us and it teaches sort of different musical structure and whether or not they're a choir student, they've certainly walked away learning something. And that's fantastic. And what I really admire about that is that you guys, um, is that, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. <laughs> um, good, bud. Um, okay. What I'm, what I admire, what I, what I really admire about that is, you know, you guys all got your starts in the classroom, and then you, um, and then you, um, and then you want to give back. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly when we go into schools, we leave that day, whether it's a, an hour long assembly or whether we've spent from eight in the morning till eight at night. We always get in the car and sort of do a breath of like, wow, that was so fulfilling. That was so inspiring. We all have different moments that we took from the day, maybe a student related to each one of us in a different way. It is truly like one of the most rewarding things that we do. Because it's like, um, as the old, you know, it's like that old Chinese saying, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day, teach a man how to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. So it's like, you guys don't just give your talents, you guys teach the talents. Does that make sense? Or Yeah, totally. I like to say that you teach a man to beatbox and he'll eat for a lifetime as well. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, we'll get that stitched on a pillow somewhere. Watch. Um, um, Go buy it from the uh, Backtrack Vocals merch store. Anyways. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Or just That's buy it from our... Com slash merch. <laughs> or buy it from our gift shop and we'll, we'll split the profits. Um, <laughs> perfect. 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 That's how you negotiate, folks. Um, um, Live on the air. <laughs> um, so, so you guys just had a album with originals that just came out. Am I right? Close. We are working on an album okay. of original music right now to be released later this year. So we're about halfway through our re recording process right now, um, and we're, you know, hitting the ground running and really cranking out some. Very cool tunes. Our first single, Craniotomy, is streaming already, so you guys can check that out. Yeah. You might so, hear it later. Oh, and you might hear it later. You might hear it later. Well, so, <laughs> See, shameless plug. Um, okay, so um, cause has everyone ever looked at, like, you know, acapella originals thinking, like, seriously? Because when you think of acapellas, you think of, we're, we gotta take another jab. College groups, covers. Yeah, and, I mean, oh, sorry, no, going. I'm sorry, go on. No, I was just gonna say that. Um, yeah, we we are lucky enough that actually that original song that Melissa mentioned, Craniotomy, got put on an official Spotify playlist. So I know this is going on Spotify. So while you're listening to this, you can navigate over <laughs> to Spotify's all acapella playlist, and that's listed there. And that's something that we're really proud of, kind of because of exactly what you're saying, right? People don't expect acapella groups to do anything really outside of the covers box or reimagining a song, but we've really taken 
like our life experiences and compartmentalize them a bit and put them on the page. <laughs> yeah, I think that one of the things that can set apart um, a group of acapella singers from a artist is having your own original music. So that, that's something that's really important to us. Yeah, it took some time. We definitely got together at the very beginning of writing this and had a lot of sort of big term discussions of like, what do we want to say? What are, what are the words that we want to hit in this album that mean something to us but should mean something to other people? And yeah, we started from a big sort of brainstorm point and I think we found a through line and we're excited to share it soon. Yeah, that's awesome because like I said, um, you know, because like I said, when most people think acapella groups, they think mostly covers and all, and you know, there's that line, I want to say it's in Pitch Perfect 3, so like, oh, so you guys are like a cover band? Um, do you think acapella kind of gained that sort of reputation that is sort of unfair in a way? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's one of the, the reasons why uh, we found it so rewarding to start writing this album of original music is because it's been so well received whenever we are singing our original music. You know, we just went on tour and uh, one of the songs that got the most amount of um, positive feedback was a song that Melissa wrote called Driftwood. And uh, it's it's moments like that that make us want to write more original music and start to really put that in the public eye. Yeah, I think that one of the things we want people to see is we're a band and our instrumentation is voices as opposed to us just being a cover acapella group. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, um, you know... JT, I'm having a brain fart. Can you uh, let me out here for a sec? Don't worry, Bill. I got you. That's yeah. what I do here. Yeah. Um, so you, you were mentioning, uh, do, do you have a release date for the original material? You said it's this summer, right? <laughs> We're going to be releasing it within a calendar year. We don't have a set date for it just yet. We want to do some very heavy, very big promotion of it, but we can say that you can expect it within a year. Okay, cool. cool. Uh, so that's... So basically, by, by December 31st, you'll get it. <laughs> hey. Fingers yeah. crossed. If you've been a good boy or girl, <laughs> Santa will bring you Backtrack's new originals album. Yeah, so behave yourself, folks. Behave yourselves. Yes. Um, it, it, um, you know, okay, kind of a generic question here, but you guys all, but, you know, when we were talking at the beginning of all this, um, Melissa, you told us that you uh, quit your day job for this. Um, guys, what advice would you give for someone who has, you know, not just singing, it could be guitar, piano, bassoon, whatever, you know, just any musical talent. And what advice would you give for someone like that who's saying, you know what, I want to go pursue that, maybe um, with my day job and pursue that. What advice would you guys give to someone like that? I would say learn more about the business side of things. It's something that they don't usually teach you in a music program. Usually the music program is about making music, um, but the most important part about being a professional musician, if that's your livelihood, is the business side of things, which is something that I really appreciate about, appreciate about what uh, Mike and Mel have done with the group uh, before I joined. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna piggyback on that and say perform wherever you can, whenever you can, for some kind of fee. If you can find any sort of money in it, whether or not you are singing in the subway with your hat on the ground, because hi, we've done that too, Find avenues where you can make money doing what you love. I will say one more thing on that is know your worth. So don't be afraid to work on negotiating. That's another thing that you can make sure that you learn outside of just doing your craft. And I would say too, don't give up. Like keep going after what you love. And it's so easy sometimes to, you know, get bogged down by rejection or like what other people say. But like, just like, yeah, know your worth and keep going at it. If, if that's your passion, like you, that's what you have to do, you know? And I would also say to create your own content. I think just starting out social media is an excellent way to get your name out there. Um, and because of the internet, there are just so many ways for us to connect with people. So I think, um, yeah, even if you don't have any live things coming up, you know, do a, do a podcast. <laughs> Go on a podcast and perform. Um, yeah, any opportunities you can get. It's what we do, too. <laughs> we do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's what, we, that's what we do. We just sit here and, and just talk about whatever we like. So, 
movies, music, television is what we do. So yeah. Um, tonight, highlighting the music side of it, of course. Um, I actually have just a, I just want to say this. I'm not. It's funny you say the business side of the music business, if you will, because it is a business. Um, I my aunt's gonna kill me for this, but I really don't care. <laughs> so my aunt is Elton John and Jimmy Buffett's secretary under his, under their tour manager. So. I know. Big, big news. Spoilers, everyone out there listening. I know. Yeah, um, this is about the 75th time he's mentioned that. I know, on, on this show alone. <laughs> but I have said, though, uh, she has told me, and, and for through hearing stuff about the business and whatnot, it is, I, it, listen to what Backtrack just said. About, don't give up. If it's your passion, pursue it. And business-wise, make the, study the business. They're not wrong. I mean, I've heard stories from my aunt and they are backtrack vocals just said a very key factor right there saying, hey, you know, study the business if you can, because it's not, it's more than just I, I agree with everything you guys have said as well as just like it's not just like, oh, well, we're going to go out and, you know, you have to get a manager. I'm sure you guys have a manager as well or like, you know, it's, it's a whole process of stuff. And if, if you can do, learn it and well, it could pay off in the long run. So okay. I just want to share my two cents in there. Because, because, you know, a lot of people think, well, it, it's not just like the traditional get an agent, get a manager. Like you guys got big on YouTube. So totally. I mean, there's any- baby steps in all of it too, right? Like right. maybe there's one manager that helps you get to a bigger manager. I think as long as you're taking small steps to move forward, you're right in our book. Because like, you know, and- no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just going to say that we do we do have management, but we do also do a lot of our own outreach. So, mm. so yet another skill to learn is like what to write in the outreach emails. Mm. Yeah, because, you know, it could happen. At, like, for instance, when we do this podcast, it's mainly while well, I'm upstairs now, I'm usually in my basement. Like you don't need anything big like what you guys did. Like we literally record this in our basement. So we do. We're, there's no shame. <laughs> yeah, and we are no shame to say that. We record this in our basement. Um, and I just, I just want to say, Bill, I, my, my mother is watching me live right now. And okay. she just she said she said she is an, my, my aunt is an assistant manager to Howard Rose, who's yeah. Elton John's store manager, not just a secretary. She's way more than that. Tell them that you've been corrected by your very proud mother. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> Mom always Got knows it. what to say. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> Um, Bill, did we have any other questions we wanted to ask them at all or no? Oh, I think, forgive it. I think it's frozen. (laughs) Oh no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Or Uh, he really likes that microphone. (laughs) I guess so. He'll love Um, this. (laughs) Sorry about that, everyone. Um, well, I think we, we had a bunch of questions. I think that was pretty much all of our questions. Um, if you guys are all set, um, if you, uh, to my understanding, you guys were going to perform a song or two for us. Is that, is that right? Yeah, totally. So we have for you tonight, we've got one cover song because we've been saying it's not acapella without doing covers. And then of course we're going to break that mold and we're going to do one of our originals for you. And it's the one we've been discussing. It's craniotomy. Okay, cool. I will mute myself and it's all yours. Amazing. All right. So this first song is hit em up style. The original, uh, Artist on this is Blue Contrell. It's a song from the early 2000s. So dance along and sing along at home if you know it. Well, he was beaming. I was beaming in the beamer, just beaming. Can't believe that I caught my man cheating. So I found another way to make him pay for it all. So I went, so I went to Neiman Marcus on a shopping spree. Yeah. And on the way, I grabbed Soli and Bia. And as the cash box rang, I thought everything away. Oops, there goes the house we made. Oops, there goes your never leave me alone. For all the lies you told, this is what you owe. Just go back and hit him up style. Yeah. Get your hands on his cash and spend it to the last of oh, 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 o
was bragging. I was coming down the hill just dragging. All his pictures and his clothes in a bagging. Sold everything else till there was just nothing left. And I pay all my bills about a month too late. It's a shame we have to play these games. The love we had just fades away. Away. There goes the time we spent There goes the love we have But you cheated Whoa. on me So I'm told that now ladies When you smell bony get fucked wild Just go back and clean him up style Get your hands on his cash And spend it till the last time For all the hard times When you go then everything goes From the crib To the right clothes So you better let him know that If your man wanna get buck wild, just go back and hit him up style. Get your hands on his cash and spend it all till. To the right in the clothes So you better let him know that If he mess up, you gotta hit him up Yeah <laughs> Oh, you're still I muted, that's right, sorry about that Let's give them a round of applause Thank you. Bill's gonna rejoin us in a second performing virtually and you're like, and the crowd goes wild and I the virtual crowd goes virtually wild. <laughs> Thank you all for those who are listening to us. That was unfreaking believable. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I'm floored. B Bill will be back in a second. His internet went out for a second. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Um, he but he'll be back in a minute. Um, our chat board's blowing up. They're like, they're so good. I'm like, I know. Thanks. Um, oh, thank you. I'll, uh, seriously. And that was, um, you, uh, do you have another one to perform or, or is that we it? We do. That's yeah. Right. So okay. it's Craig's original song, actually. Yeah, so uh, I wrote this song kind of about the craziness that you feel when you don't know what you're doing or like why you're doing it or what the next step is, but you know that you should just take the step anyway. And so That's me. this next song, uh, it's about getting out of your head. It's called Craniotomy, uh -huh. and I hope you enjoy I'm going out of my brain, insane craniotomy, so gone, it's comedy, yeah. I'm only human, I know, I'm growing till I show. Oh, I'm tearing off my shell and I won't 
the mic that time that was incredible <laughs> thank you thank you so thank much you. all of our listeners and watch our people are watching are like oh my god that was incredible <laughs> thank you guys that, for listening and we got to do the obligatory plug if you like that and the one before it you can find all of our music and more wherever you stream your music spotify apple music napster if you got it we're backtrack vocals and on top of that, you can follow us at all social media platforms at Backtrack Vocals. Awesome. And my, my dear friend and co-host just rejoined us. Forgive us. Uh, so, it, but he, he was watching. He did see that live. That yes. was incredible. Oh, okay. yeah, I did see that, guys. That was absolutely amazing. I am very sorry. Unreal. That, my internet crapped out. I'm sorry. Um, that was absolutely freaking amazing. It really was. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Thank you both. Uh, thank thank, you, thank you. you. And thank you for like just uh, coming on here in general. And just I know it's like eight o'clock. I know you said there you have a time limit, but um, if, if you have if, if you still have time, we, we, we would love to we have more questions if you want. But if you got to go, we, we totally get it. So yeah, let's do a couple more questions and then we'll say goodbye. Cool. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Let's do that. Um, we got like two, like by two, two or three more questions to line up for you, if that's okay. Uh, I'm not sure if this was asked already or not, but is there a favorite place in the world that you've been to while on yes, tour? Sir. We asked that already. I'm sorry, a little behind. Okay. Um, Bill, do you have a question? Yes, I have a question. Um, okay, this yeah. is a fun question now. Um, what is your what is your guilty pleasure song? That song that you don't want people to know about. <laughs> Call me maybe. The climb. <laughs> Miley Cyrus, I jam out to that. I was going to say Party in the USA, Miley Cyrus, but also I'm not ashamed of that one. That one's a great song. That is a great song. The Climb oh. is also a great song. We are not ashamed of our musical taste. <laughs> Me neither. We know they're bad. <laughs> oh, man. It's, yeah, mine's got to be Bye 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 by NSYNC. There, I said it. Oh, yes. For, for me, personally, I just, I just, now that we're on the bandwagon of this, Bill? Mine would have to be uh, Everybody's Back. Uh, it, it, it's a great song. But if, if, when I'm by myself and I'm in my car and I'm like, I'm bopping by myself to that Everybody's Back by Backstreet Boys, 100%. That is me oh, just yeah. going like <laughs> full so on. 90s ball. boy band type stuff. Like 90s boy band. Oh, oh, no, J- Justin Timberlake stuff, yeah. I would say as a group, Mbop by Hanson. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Big fans. Of course. Uh, Bill, did you have any other questions? Ah, uh, let me think of one. Um, but while we have our amazingly talented guests here. Yes, that is an understatement. Um, that, that is an understatement. Um, yes. Aside from um, singing, do you guys do play like any other, do you guys play any instruments or? Yeah, I, I play piano. I'm not like stellar, but um, I can accompany, you know, students that I teach. Um, yeah, I also, I also play piano at about the same level. <laughs> I, uh, I'm learning guitar, but I actually met Craig because we both played trumpet together in the UMass marching band. Awesome. Oh. Hey, so Melissa I, if you need somebody to hit your triangle. Ding! <laughs> so it's like the triangle from uh, uh, um, Peter Piper from Run DMC. You get that triangle in the background? There you go. Totally. <laughs> well, you know what it needs? More cowbell. It does need more cowbell, yeah. yes. You Don't know, get Mike started. One of... <laughs> One of my prized possessions up on my wall is a beautiful cowbell, so. He actually found it while we were on tour in the Midwest. <laughs> Stolen off a real cow. Off a real cow? Oh my goodness. <laughs> All you needed was Christopher walk in there and that would have been the perfect moment. Um, what guys, what would you guys want to do? What would you guys be your dream job if you weren't doing this? Hmm. Probably... Also this. You know what? I respect that. I do a lot of our video editing and, and behind the camera type work. So I think if I wasn't on the stage or in front of a camera, I would want to be behind a camera. Okay. Good. Help me with video editing. I hate it. <laughs> Listen, I'm your guy. 
Give me a call. <laughs> yeah, if I wasn't an acapella musician, honestly, I would be some other kind of musician. I think okay. music is the only thing that I know how to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing to know. Also you know it is a good thing to know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, do you have anything else, Bill? I think that's it. You think that's it? You yes. sure? I mean, if you're good, I'm good too. I mean, I, I we have our 14 questions that we had lined up. We pretty much asked all of them. So. We asked all of them. Um, all right. So I think I, I guess that's it. Um, I think that's gonna be it. So, um, Bill, you go first. first go ahead. Sorry, I yeah. The most important thing. We like to thank Backtrack Vocals for coming here tonight, guys. Thank you so much for your time. Um, and. And again, your guys' performance was absolutely amazing. Um, you know what? Justin, if you're watching this, you can punch me twice. It was amazing. There. <laughs> I made that joke with my friend Justin, and he said, I'm going to punch you for that. So I might have two black eyes after tonight. So who knows? You, you said that on air to an acapella group, Bill. And you know what? My life is complete. All right. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Um, no, but ultimately, I, I, I cannot emphasize a couple of key things here. I want to thank Bill, number one, for getting Backtrack, contacting them. And I want to thank Backtrack as well for even coming on and taking time out of their extremely busy life to even come on to a podcast like this in general. I want to thank them from the bottom of my heart. You can come back anytime you want. Tell any of your other musical colleagues, any other people you know, we are more than welcome to have more guests on. If you know any, they can point them in our direction. We'd love to have them at some point. Yeah, guys, thank, thank you, you so both. Much. Thank you both so much. Very special thank you to the Super Review Show. And yeah, we would love to return anytime. We had a lot of fun with you guys tonight. Yeah. So thank this, you. you know what I think this performance has been? JT, I think this has been Super this, Reviewed. This, this performance has been Super Reviewed by the Super Review Show. That's, yeah. an, that's a small joke with us. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we want to thank Backtrack Vocals for coming on with us and Bill for putting this thing together. I want to thank you all for watching and listening however you enjoyed us tonight. If you like what you've seen here, please follow us on the Superview Show Network at our social media platforms. And don't forget to follow Backtrack Vocals on YouTube and on their social media pages as well. You guys, if you have a merch store, I recommend it. It's, it's, do you? We do, yeah. Backtrack Vocals. Their merch, so I think they should. <laughs> but, but buy their merch ASAP. It's going to go so quick. We all know it. Um, but I want to thank them. and I want to thank this in, in miraculously incredible event happening. I'm a little overwhelmed that I can't believe this even happened. happened. But the, ultimately, it's what you guys have said there. Thank you so much for watching and listening. However you enjoyed us tonight. So for all of us here at Backtrack Vocals and at the Superview Show, stay safe, take care. We'll see you guys next week. And be awesome. And be awesome. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you.